0: Summer is here, and it's time for your beach vacation. So make it a great one at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach. Experience the convenience of their oceanfront location on the Rehoboth Beach Boardwalk. Just steps from the sand, complete with the full-service Victoria's Restaurant, pub, and room service. Visit BoardwalkPlaza.com and book your summer getaway today. And let's not forget, amazing dining at Victoria's Restaurant open for breakfast lunch and dinner seven days a week all year long with indoor dining on the boardwalk patio reservations are not necessary but always welcome call 800-33-BEACH or reserve at opentable.com thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor jumpers, Welcome to another episode of your favorite storytelling podcast. Are you ready to hear a great story? Of course! That's why you're a story jumper. Buster was sure he was the fastest bunny in the meadow. But during a race at summer camp, nothing goes as planned. And Buster gets tripped up. After his epic fall, Buster's older sister Ivy helps him see that failure is an opportunity to grow. As Buster remembers God's love, he is able to let go of others' opinions and accept that it is okay to try your best, but not always be the best. Enjoy this reading of Buster's Ears Trip Him Up, read and illustrated by Joe Hawks. Joe is the illustrator of the Good News for Little Hearts series of books and many other fine children's books. Joe Hawks was born with a spade in one hand and a pencil in the other. He was raised on an Iowa farm where he spent summer days vanquishing thistles and sneaking off to sketch critters. These days, he lives in town and sketches for a living. He's illustrated more than a dozen books. His favorite projects have been in collaboration with his wife, Kate Hawks, a writer and in-home art director.
1: Just beyond Mulberry Meadow, in a pleasant little burrow, lived Papa, Mama, Ivy, and Buster Bunny. Their hidden lair, with its secret nooks and crawlways, was the perfect hideaway for their family. At dawn, sunbeams trickled down into the burrow, warming the air. Mama and Papa sat sipping their cups of clover tea in the kitchen. Everything was peaceful and quiet. And then the floorboards thundered as Buster came darting and dashing down the tunnel from his bedroom to the kitchen. He was always in a hurry, always in a race to be first. As he rushed into the kitchen, he said, Good morning. I'm all packed and ready for camp. Papa replied, That's great, Buster. What's your rush? Buster replied, I want to get there early to practice for the big race. Practice makes perfect. Right, Papa? Papa replied, Well, it certainly helps. "'So you think you'll win again this year, do you?' Buster said, "'I sure do. I'm the fastest bunny in the meadow.' Ivy entered the kitchen and replied, "'I'm sure you'll run fast, Buster. You always do. But does winning really matter that much?' Buster never heard Ivy's question. He was too busy imagining Miss Parker, the camp director, handing him a trophy. He could even hear the loud applause of the crowd. The only thing keeping him from that trophy was breakfast.' He turned to Mama. May I have breakfast? I have to get going. Mama smiled and set a delicious spread of green grass juice and fresh wildflowers on the table. And then she prayed. Thank you, Father, for the food on our table. And thank you for Camp Greenwood. Thank you for being there with Ivy and Buster. And also for being with Papa and me. Help us each to know you better this week. Amen. After enjoying their breakfast, Buster and Ivy washed their dishes and grabbed their bags. Papa turned to Buster, handed him a little folded note, and said, You'll know the right time to read this. Then he hugged them. We love you both. Have a great week. The bunnies hopped up the burrow hole and above ground. It was a beautiful day. The robins were caroling, the chipmunks were chattering, and the squirrels were scampering from branch to branch. The forest was full of life. As Buster and Ivy hopped down the path, they recalled their favorite camp memories, the familiar songs and friends, the crafts and games, the meals, and, of course, the big race. Ivy said, I can't wait to get there. Before long, they saw the welcome sign nestled within the thicket. Together, they shouted, Camp Greenwood, and raced ahead. Miss Parker waved and exclaimed, Welcome, Ivy and Buster. I'm so glad to see you. Ivy, you're going to absolutely love this year's activities, especially the nature crafts. And Buster, I'd imagine you're excited for this year's race. Everyone remembers how fast you were last year. I think your cabin will be glad to have a bunny like you. Buster declared, Thank you, Miss Parker. I'm even faster than I was last year. Buster ran to the meadow to practice his running. The big race was the next day. Before dawn, Buster was up and ready for the day. As soon as he heard the breakfast bell clang, he rushed out of the cabin and ran down the path. "'Practice makes perfect! Practice makes perfect!' he repeated. His friend, Henry Hedgehog, trailed behind him. Henry, trying to catch his breath, exclaimed, "'Buster, our cabin will surely win the race with you on our side!' Buster agreed. "'I certainly am the fastest!' The campers lined up in the big meadow according to their cabins, and Miss Parker excitedly announced, "'Good morning, Camp Greenwood! Please listen carefully. Each camper will run up and back. Once you've had your turn, sit down in your line. The first cabin to finish the race wins. Have fun!' Buster was racing last for his cabin. "'We're sure to win if I'm running last,' he said to Henry. "'Even if we're behind when I start, I'll be able to get ahead.' Each camper with rapidly beating hearts stood in position. Miss Parker raised the bullhorn and yelled, On your mark, get set, go! The field became a flurry of activity, the animals racing across the meadow and back. One by one, Buster's teammates slid back in line. He was next. As soon as Henry tagged Buster, he bolted onto the field, flying as fast as ever. He was already thinking about holding that trophy. As Buster's feet pounced and his heart thumped, his ears flopped furiously in the wind. Just as he pulled ahead of Freddy Fox, he turned to see how far behind everyone else was. His ears swung around with his head. Suddenly, one of his ears flipped back and planted itself across his eye like a blindfold. He could not get it off, and everything went black. Within seconds, Buster tripped, tumbled, and toppled onto the ground. Everything went silent, and everyone stopped to stare some even laughed. Buster felt sick to his stomach. His face turned red. He was embarrassed from his head to his toes. He remembered how he told everyone how fast he was, how he'd surely win the race. What would they think of him now? The weight of it all seemed to hold him down. He could not get up. Miss Parker rushed to his side and asked, "'Buster, are you okay?' Buster looked up through tear-filled eyes. Ivy ran to Buster and helped him up. Miss Parker whispered to Ivy, "'Why don't you and Buster take a little walk together?' Ivy nodded and guided Buster into the woods next to the meadow. Buster fixed his eyes on the leaves and twigs of the forest floor, never lifting his gaze. Ivy put her arm around him and took a deep breath. He looked so different, so defeated. Ivy had never seen him like this. She said, "'Buster, I'm so sorry that you fell.' Buster wiped a tear from his eyes and cried, "'I was going to win, and then everyone saw me trip. I want to go home!' Ivy continued, "'It doesn't matter to me whether or not you won the race. I'm your sister, and I will always love you. Winning or losing a race isn't the most important thing. The important thing is that you are still loved by Jesus, and his love never fails.' Buster said, "'But what about my friends?' How will I face them after telling them all week how fast I am? Buster, remember when I gave a report about the wrong flower? Miss Minnick told the class I was going to talk about pansies, but I had studied petunias. I was so upset. I had no idea how I could ever face my classmates again. Every now and then I think back and still feel sad about it. But no matter how many times I fail, God's love never fails. He always helps. The Great Book says that God takes care of those who fall. I know this is true. Buster looked up and said, I remember when that happened. You were upset about what your friends would think, too. Yes, said Ivy. I always thought I was the smartest in our class, and I told that to other people, too. But you know that the Great Book says pride goes before a fall. Pride means that we think we are better than everyone. I was thinking I was the smartest. That was my pride, and that's what really tripped me up. But you know what else the great book says? What? said Buster. He was listening intently now. It says there is help for everyone who knows that they need help. God calls that being humble, said Ivy. Sometimes we have to fail before we realize how much we need God's help. I told Jesus I was sorry for acting like I was better than my friends, and I know he forgave me. Buster remembered the note from Papa. He reached into his pocket, unfolded the piece of paper, and read out loud, Remember, God loved you before you ever did anything right, before you ever reached a finish line. The great book says, But here is how God has shown his love for us. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Love you, Buster. Papa. Ivy smiled. That's true, she said. Before you did anything right, God loved you. God doesn't love you because you win a race. He loves you because you belong to him. And he is always ready to forgive when our pride trips us up. Papa always says, You don't have to be the best. Just try your best. When we want everyone to think we're the best, that means we're only thinking about ourselves. That will really trip us up. Then Ivy asked, Are you ready to head back to camp? Buster smiled and said, Okay, Ivy, but can you pray for me first? I'd love to, she said. Father, you are so kind. Thank you for using this race to show us that we always need your help. Thank you for forgiving all of our sin and mistakes. Help us to love others and not think so much about ourselves. Amen. Buster said, I guess that practice won't ever make me perfect. Only Jesus is always perfect. I think he can even help me face my friends after falling flat on my face. Ivan Buster soon returns to the camp. As soon as he saw Buster, Henry Hedgehog ran up to him. That was epic! That's one race we will never forget! Then he put his armor on Buster. Why don't you come and have an ice cream sundae with the rest of us? Thanks, Henry. Buster quickly hopped over to the ice cream, with Henry again trailing behind. Before long, Buster was laughing, jumping, and even telling the story of his epic fall.
0: Story jumpers!
1: What did you think about that fun
0: story? Wow, I was rooting for Buster all along, and it sounds like he came out a winner, no matter how you cut it. Joe, welcome to Story Jumpers. Thanks. Well, you know, most of our guests are authors who wrote the stories in books that we enjoy, but you're different and special. You're the illustrator
1: of books. Can you tell Story Jumpers what it means to be an illustrator? My job is to make the pictures that go with stories. So I'll receive a manuscript that's made up of just words, and I'll have to imagine how the characters look and act in that story. I get to dream up scenes and props and even clothing that the characters will wear.
0: That's pretty neat. Did you ever, you know, what what were some of the different clothes that you thought
1: of for Buster? What were some of the options he had? Uh, So Buster, I wanted to have some sort of athletic look to him. And so at first I thought, oh, Nike swoosh. But of course, they're not going to allow that uh, to be reused, um, you know. And so I I made something like a Nike swoosh or like an Adidas logo or whatever. It's a a carrot lightning bolt Uh, went on his (laughs) shirt. That's a cool idea. Now, did you always want to be an illustrator? I always wanted to be an artist of some kind. I grew up on a farm and I would often get in trouble for daydreaming Instead of focusing on the chores, I'd be out in the pasture spading thistles, and I'd always, I'd always miss a few because my mind was imagining new things to draw in my sketchbook. And then uh, in school, uh, I tried to make every class project an art project. Uh, in second grade, we were assigned a Native American diorama. Do you know what a diorama is? Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a a, a shoebox that you turn into a scene. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it was a ton of fun. And and my partner and I were assigned the Sioux tribe of Native Americans. And so we made a, a little Sioux village. And I noticed that uh, my natives had long wind-blown hair with, <laughs> with feathers and fancy beadwork and, and they were carrying tomahawks and and um, they were scraping buffalo hides. And and I looked over and saw that my classmates were filling their villages with. Kind of stick figure things, and uh, and and then I noticed that you know maybe maybe God has some uh, artistic potential uh, designed in, into me.
0: Definitely, it sounds like it. It was meant to be. So I'm glad that God pulled you in that direction. Now yeah, you too. Now Buster, what a cool character! We got to learn quite a bit from him in this adventure. But I'm wondering about you. Have you ever entered a competition you just knew you should win? but by the
1: end, you weren't in first place? Yes. So in high school, I had already kind of established myself as the class artist, and I really thought that I would blow everyone's minds with, um, there was this upcoming contest, and I thought I would come up with the perfect art project that would that would really um, wow people with my artistic brilliance. So no ego there, huh? Uh, I I entered this sculpture that was made out of a basketball and some wire. And I thought it was really clever, but the judge totally didn't get it. And it actually <laughs> fell apart while it was on display. Oh, no. and, and I even saw some other high schoolers laughing at it. So, you know, talk about eating humble pie. Uh, I, I think it was really good for me <laughs> because I'm sure God wanted to kind of deflate my pride a little bit. So what advice would
0: you have for story jumpers who face defeat at things that they try?
1: You know, it's the same message that's in the, the Buster book. And I love that message. My story, Jumping Friends, the good news of Jesus is that we don't have to prove our worth by doing something well. Christ loved each of us enough to die for us. And if you practice and do all the work of developing some skill, and then it comes time to show or perform or compete at that skill, and you still fail, it doesn't mean you're any less important to God. I think this really takes the pressure off and allows us to just enjoy learning and growing and developing these these um, passions that, that God has, has put in our hearts. I couldn't agree more, Joe. That's a great
0: perspective yeah. to have and to carry with us. You know, we often value other people's opinions, but it sure hurts when people laugh at us or say mean things about us. Can, yeah. can you recommend some ways that story jumpers could deal with those moments in their life?
1: Yeah, so I, I personally really... Uh, relate and and resonate with this part of the story where where Buster kind of gets laughed at. I had a family member growing up who nicknamed me Worthless. That was my nickname. Oh, no. Uh, And that really, really hurt, uh, especially when I started to believe what this person was saying. And the fact was, I was a clumsy farm kid. I made a lot of mistakes I drove a tractor into the side of our barn Uh-oh. at one point. I, <laughs> I put the wrong fuel in our skid steer. Oh, no. Uh, these type of experiences kind of confirmed this, this worthless idea. But um, eventually God showed me that that was all just kind of a lie. And uh, the fact of the matter is everyone makes mistakes and everyone's learning. And at the end of the day, the opinion I should care about most is God's. So he He cares for us and he He. All he asks of us is that we were faithful. If I'm following him and, and living according to his word, it doesn't matter what other folks are saying. I can be at peace knowing that I'm doing uh, what I'm supposed to be doing if I'm living according to his word. That sounds great. I hope your dad got that tractor out of the side of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it had, it had bale forks on it, and so uh-huh. the, the forks actually speared in, into the, the door of the milking parlor. So, Oh, my god not my my best moment
0: no did you get another project fixing this fixing the holes you made yeah, so. <laughs> so was yeah. was there someone special in your life who helped you to learn valuable lessons is there someone you can recall that was
1: just yeah. just the right person at the right time yeah so while while this one relative of mine was calling me worthless uh my my own my dad was building up my worth and uh he is this old fashioned, hardworking Iowa farmer, you know, even though I was often distracted and, and made mistakes on the farm, uh, my dad would really patiently counsel me through mistakes. He wouldn't uh, give up on me. He he would a- have me do the tasks that I'd originally screwed up on, um, but he was just really patient in showing me all that. And so, um, and then, you know, later when I became really interested in art, he couldn't relate to that, you know, his, Thing was farming and working hard, um, but he noticed some talent there, and he encouraged me to keep pressing on, even if he didn't get it. And uh, he and mom attended art shows. Uh, I'm sure dad felt really out of place going to yeah. going to the art shows where where there's fancy cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they drove me to evening art classes. It was always a, a bit of a drive to town to do that, and uh, they they always kept me. Uh, refueled with art supplies so i I'd, I'd run out of a, uh pages in a sketchbook and immediately there'd be another sketchbook that i could jump into and and uh keep practicing um my my trade that's a lot of encouragement
0: coming to a young person that's really good
1: yeah and you know even now it's it's continued my my dad is still kicking and uh he we we talk almost every other day um, and he's he's always been a, a real source of encouragement. So, did he ever think about letting you decorate his barn? <laughs> you know, we never discussed it. it. The the cows had already decorated it pretty well. <laughs> so, who do you, you know what I mean? Who do you think are some yeah?
0: <laughs> who do you think are some other good examples of people that story jumpers can
1: trust to teach them how to live well? Yeah. Um, Boy, this might be, uh, not be what you're looking for for the answer to this question, but uh, here's my suggestion story jumpers. Become friends with old people in your church. This may seem totally crazy, but you will not regret learning the names of some of the older people in your local congregation. Ask them questions like, What do you do for a living? Or Have you had any amazing experiences? Or Have you ever witnessed a miracle? some of them are just sitting on these amazing stories that would just blow your minds. And, um, you know, in, in the older generation, there's so much wisdom and experience. Um, I'm I'm sure you'll grow just by interacting with them. Uh, and then also I think kids interacting with old folks, um, that's really going to bring a lot of joy into their lives. So, so while, while you're learning from them, they're also, um, taking a lot of joy in, in kids coming up to them and and building relationships. So, yeah, that sounds like a great suggestion. I can remember some, some old church
0: ladies and old church men at when I was growing up and, uh, they still come to
1: mind from time to time, reminding me of the lessons that they taught for sure. Yeah. Yep. And I, I was really close to my, my farm grandma. She lived just down the road from us growing up and, um, we went. I went to the same church as her growing up, and and she had a lot of other farm grandma type of friends. And and uh, I was probably nine or ten when I discovered that they <laughs> they weren't just to they weren't boring church ladies. Yeah. They they were interesting people filled with faith and and filled with amazing stories. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They had been kids once
0: before. (laughs) And then they even became, you know, teenagers. And then they even wound up being adults before they were old people. They have uh, lots of stories and lots of experiences. And I think you're right. It would blow your mind to
1: talk with some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, because you're a kid story jumper, you can get away with asking questions that adults might not be able to ask. Like, you know, do you have any interesting scars? (laughs) (laughs) Things like that um, can really turn into an interesting conversation that that'll um, really brighten their day, I think. Well, Joe, thanks so much for
0: illustrating Buster. I think we found a new favorite character on Story Jumpers. All right. (laughs) If you ever have another illustration project come up that you want to share with us, will you come back? Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a a real treat. Great, Joe. Well, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Parents, Joe Hawks specializes in book illustration and fine art. He is on a mission to help make great stories come to life with playful, beautifully created illustrations. As a former art teacher, he enjoys meeting young budding artists and kindling their creative fire he offers a variety of different artist talks, including artist presentations on how to be a creative kid, raising creative kids, and worth in Christ, which is geared toward Christian schools and church groups. Joe talks about his experience as a bumbling farm kid, finding art, and eventually finding his identity and worth in Christ, not art. Kids get to watch Joe draw through the entire presentation. You can learn more about his art and books that he has illustrated at joehawks.com.